welcome to today's episode of the BDAC podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's discussions. Make sure to also like this podcast's Facebook page at facebook.com slash BDAC for more updates. And now, please welcome your host, Lucas Bonifacio. Alright, so hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the BDAC podcast. So I hope you guys are doing great. I have a new setup <laughs> and uh, I, ho- I hope my audio is really nice today. And uh, yeah, welcome back to another episode, you know. So for today's episode, I wanted to take some time to really talk to you guys about one of my favorite hobbies. And that is trading card games or collectible card games or however you call these games. But uh, I really love, you know, trading card games. So some familiar names come to mind, you know, like Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering. And yeah, I'll share with you guys in a bit my story about how I got into these things and, you know, uh, how I've been (laughs) thanks to these card games. But other than that, welcome to today's show. You know, I hope you guys are doing great. And uh, another week has passed on my end. So we're about to transition to the weekly update segment for today. So yeah, I hope you enjoy our discussion for today. So sit back, relax, and together let's listen to our BDAC podcast for today. Thanks, guys. All right, so breaking news. So yeah, another week has passed. And well, realizing it (laughs) that yesterday... I now only have one month. I'm stuttering because I still can't believe that I only have one month left before my school starts or my first year of college will begin. And yeah, sadly, it's still online. But uh, I hope I get vaccinated soon so I can meet with some friends and meet my classmates in person. That would be really nice. But uh, yeah, other than that, well, for the past week, uh, my cousin and I, uh, we've been playing Mortal Kombat 11. Because, you know, thanks to the Steam sale, we both got it. And, uh, yeah, uh, I've been losing fairly. <laughs> uh, I guess I just need to put in more hours so I can practice more and uh, uh, start playing online and competitively and start winning against my cousin. So, Jago, this is for you. <laughs> I hope I hope I get the win soon. <laughs> so, other than that, you know, I've been usually I've been doing some chores here at home. Uh, we have an advocacy here at home and I just finished creating a website for for that advocacy and it was just really amazing i really love doing that uh project and other than that yeah i've just been doing my regular schedule also trying to lose some weight and i guess one really big highlight of the week was that uh i've been playing mortal kombat x mobile and uh, the devs decided to do a maintenance and it's taking longer than usual and uh it got me surprised so i hope the devs out there are doing great with their work and uh, i i think we're getting compensation so i guess that's okay but uh i hope it's gonna be well and i hope it's gonna come back soon the game's gonna come back soon so yeah somewhere in a nutshell for me has just been gaming um chores and all of those things because i know in a few weeks time i won't be able to experience gaming but just chores here at home so yeah, that's for my weekly update, and uh, I think that's it left. Yeah, I think I have nothing left to share uh, aside from today's discussion. But other than that, other than that, I hope dear friend, you're you had a great week, and uh, I hope you take this time off to listen to my story and you know remember the good things in life. And you know if you had a hobby similar to mine, I hope you remember that passion you had for that hobby and uh, revisit it again because you know uh, it's 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 gonna be your coping mechanism despite all the uncertainties you know we're experiencing lately so yeah that's all for me and oh yeah last thing uh for my weekly update is that i've been slowly listening to my old playlists again because funny story i 
lost my Apple Music subscription. So right now, I do not have any streaming service. So I only just rely on YouTube. And uh, I just rely on like the free Deezer also. Because like Deezer, uh, Philippines one here, the Deezer here is like the best audio quality. And uh, I really want to start investing on uh, good quality. So I was thinking about it. And then I, I've been giving it a try lately. But uh, I bought a lot from the Steam sale. So I can't <laughs> buy any subscription yet for my streaming services. But uh, yeah, other than that, that's it. That's it on my end. And uh, I hope uh, all f- all will go well on your end because uh, mine, surprisingly, uh, a lot of good things are coming my way. And I hope a lot of good things are coming your way too, dear friend. So yeah, that's it. So that's for my weekly updates. And for you, I hope you had a great week again. And uh, feel free to send in your weekly updates, all right? So you just there are three simple ways to reach out to the podcast. Number one, you can send a message to the Facebook page of the podcast. You can email the podcast and you can reply with an Anchor message link through the Anchor message link, sorry, uh, as indicated on the Anchor page of the podcast. So yeah, dear friend, we're... We now move on, you know, uh, to the next part of our show, and that is our discussion for today, and that is trading card games. So I'll see you guys there. All right, so dear friends, welcome back to the BDAC podcast, and we now move on to a new segment. <laughs> so yeah, the, the topic of discussion, the topic at hand, you know, for today's episode, I want to talk about trading card games. And uh, roughly, if I may recall, I have probably been playing card games for the past 10 years already yeah i think it's been 10 years and a little backstory so uh i grew up uh studying at an all-boys school and majority of our seniors and our teachers uh played magic the gathering and uh, you can really tell how old magic the gathering is but yeah and i was introduced to it when i was probably like grade four and I was probably about like 10 or like 9, I guess. 9, 10, 11. Eh, somewhere in that age range. I just can't recall. But I'm pretty sure some seniors walked up to me and uh, they just gave random cards. Probably the tokens that, you know, just some random, you know, uh, cheap cards. And then I just brought them home. And then for some reason, I was also given gifts. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! cards were given to me as gifts for some reason. And the start of my official uh trading card game career was when i played card fight vanguard that stuck to me for a good solid three four years and uh i'll tell you guys more about that later but just to really sum up my story of how i started it was just really introduced to me it was really a culture back in the school and would you believe that in my school back then those like trading card games weren't allowed i mean i think it it had like a bad connotation because it was associated with like gambling before. So that's why they used to confiscate like trading card games of like some students of ours. So, uh, but for some reason, the teachers also played. So I found out where he was like, what teachers also play. <laughs> that's pretty weird. So anyway, so moving on to the discussion for today. Well, up to date, uh, I was just like browsing and like really thinking about how I talk about, you know, my love for trading card games. And uh, I just came up with a list of like the card games that I played starting when I started, maybe 2012 or 13 up to 2021. And just, you know, 
giving you brief backgrounds of what they are, how like how I played them and uh, mm, the rating, uh, like how I rate the difficulty. If you're willing to get into like um, trading card games or if you already know about trading card games and you're looking for a new one. And uh, yeah, based on my experience, you know, uh, I shared the diff- I'm going to share with you guys a difficulty rating. But before I do that, I wanted to pitch an idea with you. You know, my dear friend, my dear listener. So I, I really, I'm really a fan of trading card games and uh, I just love playing it with friends and uh, new uh, strangers, actually. And uh, one thing I had in mind back then when I was starting playing, when I started playing Magic the Gathering and like Cardfight Vanguard, I uh, had this idea for a YouTube channel. And I was thinking, why not have this like game YouTube gaming channel in which I play trading card games like with groups of people or like pros or whoever whomever like just invite them to the show and then then we'll just play the whole time and the twist is um the game of the day or the game of the week will be determined by a spinning wheel it's like the wheel of fortune so i'll spin a wheel and then the next episode will be a, a, a the content of the next episode will be about me playing some certain card game and well that was my dream, actually, to be really that person who knew how to play every single trading card game. But in the long run, I noticed how hard it to sustain it was because, you know, it's expensive and the metas change often. So you gotta, you've got to learn new tactics, new mechanics. And now I just stick to at least one to three card games that I, I know really well. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't know if you're on board with that idea, but... Just hit me up if you want if you want to make that YouTube channel happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure we can play online now if you're still G to do that idea with me. But uh, yeah, or if you want to take that idea, sure, feel free to do so. Uh, fulfill my dream for me. <laughs> Just credit me though. So anyway, so I want to talk to you guys now about the trading card game profiles that I created uh, for the nine trading card games that I've played throughout my whole life. So I guess I'm going to begin with... Uh, this actually has no order. I, I just thought about this randomly. And uh, yeah, I'll start with the ones that I played more recently up to the oldest ones. All right. So let me start with Keyforge. So I don't know if you guys know this trading card game, but I started playing this a while back, 2017 to 2018. And the simple mechanic or the simple strategy for you to win in this game is to just forge three keys so as the name suggests key forge so story on how i got into this card game was out of nowhere uh i think i was near my local game store and uh i told my parents that uh can you excuse me for a while i'll just uh, buy some stuff here then i'll just meet you guys somewhere so i went to the lgs and then i decided to buy some packs for mtg but then a play group caught my attention because that day wasn't a friday Usually, uh, MTG has like FNM, uh, Friday Night Magic, and um, here in the Philippines, usually the, the play groups are like on Friday afternoons also and mornings. But this group wasn't playing Magic; they were playing KeyForge. I was like, "Whoa, okay, th- this looks cool." And then I just asked some random, like random group of people, they're like, "Hey, uh, what's this? It's a KeyForge." They're like, "Oh, it's a new card game." It's like, "Oh, cool, that sounds fun." And then uh, one of the guys there had a ready-made deck. I actually had a trial deck ready and uh, I decided to forgo the packs and just buy just buy the deck and then I was like oh sure come on let's, let's play this and then 
I started learning the game and it was pretty complicated. And it took me quite a while to get a hang of it. So I decided to buy some packs, you know, uh, from another store. And, and I started playing and it was really fun. And actually, it was really fun. But the sad part about this is that I had no play group. So it was really hard to sustain and had really nobody to play with. So uh, one last note also is that this card game is actually really fun because the decks are all pre-made and your chance of winning really depends on the deck that you buy. And whenever you buy a deck, it's totally random. So like you can't brew your own decks. You can't, as far as I remember, you can't brew your own deck. You just have to rely on the deck that you bought. And yeah, it, it was fun, but it was really hard to sustain because yeah, again, I, I didn't have a play group. So overall rating, maybe out of five stars. Uh, I think it was a fun concept. So I'll give it out of a four out of five. And a difficulty rating, I'd actually give it a five out of five stars. Oh, I forgot to mention, but yeah, the difficulty rating I'm giving dif the difficulty rating that I'm giving is five stars. So five stars being like um super hard and one star being super easy. So for Keyforge, I'm giving a five out of five uh difficulty rating, meaning that's super hard. And for an overall rating, I think I'd give it a four because it was it was it was really a fun concept, but it was something new to me. So that was number one for out of nine of the card games that I have played. So I guess for number two, I'll actually go with Yu-Gi-Oh! So I have been playing since the last month. Uh, I found an online uh, platform where you can play it. And it's really fun. You guys should check the website out. Hold on. I'm just browsing where it is. It's called Yu-Gi-Oh! Dueling Nexus. Yeah. Uh, support the guys over there. And... Uh, it's really fun because you get to play uh, decks that you can just search online and then just upload them. Then you can like visualize how you play against an opponent. And it's just really fun because, you know, you don't have to spend so much cash blindly because that's what I did before. So now you know which deck, which is a good deck to play as a beginner, how to play competitively, and obviously how to win Yu-Gi-Oh! Reduce 8,000 life points, as most of us uh, may know. Uh, currently, I'm actually using a Time Thief deck and a tri zoo deck if you're if if you know if you know Yu-Gi-Oh and I'm currently exploring the meta because I never knew that Pot of Greed and Dark Magician were limited cards. <laughs> I thought they were like really easy to access but apparently they were limited in most of the formats. So uh actually here in the Philippines I don't know if it's also common abroad but in the Philippines when I was young like fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards were the thing because you know th there's an easy way to tell uh, a real Yu-Gi-Oh and a fake Yu-Gi-Oh card and the, most of my cards <laughs> are actually fake back then and I really didn't even know how to play so I just kept them and uh, now I'm really gonna decide to play them full time because it seems really fun although I was told by some friends that it's not as fun to play anymore because usually from turn zero to turn one you're already finished or you already lost the game so I was like eh, it's not competitive or it's not fun but then as I played you know through the online nexus i was like hey why not this seems fun so yeah i started playing so i have yet to find a play group because the only play groups i know are like from magic the gathering and uh it's really kind of difficult like the first time so i'd actually give this a four out of five rating and right now i don't have any cards to visualize with so uh, i find it pretty hard to understand but I'd give it a solid 5 out of 5 um, rating. It, it was really fun. And uh, 
all the memes <laughs> and like the backstory of uh, the characters. And I haven't really watched the anime, but I've watched clips and it looks really amazing. And uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! VR looks really promising too. So I'm going to go check that when I have my own VR kit soon. So that's for Yu-Gi-Oh! So that's number two. So next, I want to go ahead and talk about Future Card Buddy Fight. So I'm actually going to break away from the most recent one. I'm going to I'm gonna start sh- shuffling it. So this is number three of the card. Three out of nine of the, out of the card games that I played. So Future Card Buddy Fight is another trading card game by... It's a trading card game by Bushiroad. And I'm, yeah, I think it's from Bushy Road. Yeah. And uh, simple. You just have to reduce the life of the opponent to zero. And uh, I never really played this with a play group, but I had a deck. Uh, I had a trial deck. It was a ninja deck, I think. And it looked really cool in the anime. I watched the first few episodes and it just really looked cool. You know, like you're representing a, a flag and stuff like that. But like learning the whole thing, it was really hard. So I give it a five out of five. And there was just really so many mechanics to follow. But overall, I think the card game, I think I'd give it a three because it was really hard to follow. I, I'm not sure like how the current people, the current players of Future Card Body Fight are, but the, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys are happy out there, but it's just really not my cup of tea. So after so that's three. I started with Keyforge, Yu-Gi-Oh! Future Card Body Fight. Next thing I want to talk about is Force of Will. So we'll move away from Bushy Road for a while because I have more things to discuss about Bushy Road. Let's talk about Force of Will. So it's another trading card game similar to like Yu-Gi-Oh! and a mix of MTG for some reason. And I had the trial deck. I played this 2000, circa 2013-2015, I think. And it's like Yu-Gi-Oh! but it's 4,000 points. And I'm pretty sure it's also like MTG because you had to use like mana to produce cards. So I really again I really didn't have a play group. It was really hard to sustain, and I guess it's a five out of five uh, difficulty for me as well. But thinking about it now, I think I would have understood it earlier. I I, th- I think I would have understood it like more if I guess I just had more time. So maybe this difficulty rating is just really subjective. But maybe with my experience with like card games and how I've been playing them for like five or more more than five years already, I think I'm really yearning for like simpler ones <laughs> so i just tend to look for like those um really easy to follow one really easy to follow card game ones so feel free to disagree with me guys i, I really don't mind i just i guess at this point as a long time tcg player I, I i've already established my biases but yeah again force of will not really my cup of tea but it, it's a it's a it was fun uh getting into i, I guess it, i just had a hard time sustaining it so yeah that's Force of Will. And then the next card game that I want to discuss, let's go back to Bushy Road. And I want to talk about Vejvars. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but as far as I remember, that's how you pronounce it, Vejvars. So you can just correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, another game that uh, I never played with someone, but I had many trial decks. Uh, I played this circa 2013. And the way to win in this game is to force an opponent to level four. Because I think you have like level counters or like a level zone. And like as time goes by or as you like uh, deal damage to an opponent, you keep growing levels. I I think I remember uh, that's how it goes. And uh, the theme of the decks were actually uh, animes and uh, manga characters, if I'm not mistaken. And I think recently they had a Adventure Time theme. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. 
and uh, it was really nice, and it looked really like uh, it looked really complicated, and it looked really competitive. That's why I really wanted to get into it. But sadly, the time schedule for the Vagevars, uh group play group was at the same time as the Magic play group in my local game store. So I had to choose between the two, and I had to pick Magic the Gathering. So I had no time to play uh, Vagevars. And uh, just to share though, uh, the the decks that I played were Fate Zero, Attack on Titan, and Kill a Kill. Those were the decks that I played for Phage Forest. And honestly, first time learning it, it was really hard. I had to learn this by myself. Uh, I had to watch the tutorials on YouTube like multiple times just to get the hang of it. But overall, the concept was really nice. And uh, I guess I'll look into it if I look for an online means to play Phage Forest. Yeah, I, I think it's high time to get back to it now. But I guess thinking about it now, my mistake really was to, like, I just really splurged on everything. I just, like, tried to buy everything that I can, which is really, really wrong in so many levels. So I guess I'd, if I would ever want to get in a new card game, or if you, dear friend, would ever want to get into a new trading card game, I guess you should try to look online, you know, look for tutorials online, see if you think that's your play style and those types of stuff. So, yeah, feel free to, you know, check that out. So I think I have given uh, about six or five already. And yeah, I think I've given about five. So moving on to number six. So the Pokemon card game. Well, I think this is like majority everyone knows about the Pokemon card game, if I'm not mistaken. And I played this from 2018 to 2019. I closed my career early on. Uh, Simple mechanic to win. You just have to remove eight prize cards, you know. And uh, I think for the opponent, obviously, you have to remove the eight prize guards of the opponent. And uh, fun story about this, when it was still face-to-face classes here in the PH, uh, the kids in my school were really into this uh, Pokemon card game. And me, you know, as, as a fanatic, I was like, hey, why not play play with the little ones, you know, teach them a lesson because, you know, I'm older and I'm pretty sure I can win. But then I ended up losing to these kids because I thought, buying a like old champion deck that i saw would like compete in the meta <laughs> but then it didn't i just got wrecked by the kids and they were making fun of me and i was like oh my god <laughs> i never expected this to happen <laughs> so i was telling them you know prepare if you guys fight in magic the gathering you guys are definitely gonna lose <laughs> but uh aside from that it's really fun to play really really basic too really easy so i'll give it a one out of five uh difficulty rating so feel free to check that out it, it's really really easy and uh I'm not sure, though, if there are online means, but uh, yeah, it's really fun. And before, I used to invest with like cards from Japan. Whenever you know my, my family had trips to Japan, I always had to make sure to stop by uh, card stores just to get you know like Japanese cards, and I just end up losing to some kids. And uh, I just thought about it, and I was like, wow, this was a really useless. <laughs> this was really not fun for me. And uh, yeah, I ended my career by, you know, selling all my cards to the kids. And uh, I wonder how they are now. I guess they're playing online, you know, with their classmates. <laughs> so yeah, so that's it for the Pokemon card game. And the last three, I guess, I want to discuss are probably the last three that I think that have stuck with me more. Yeah. And uh, let me start first with uh, the Dragon Ball Super card game. Well, I played this back in 2019 and now i'm currently on a temporary break because i don't have a play group and i can't uh buy cards 
So yeah, of course, yeah, obviously I can't go out yet. So like Pokemon, you have to remove eight cards in the life area of the opponent. It's not prize cards, but life the life area. So the play style is fairly like Buddy Fight and Vaishvars. And obviously it's it's all about the Dragon Ball Super franchise. And the card game is really fairly new. And the meta is still fresh. And I'm also new to the whole meta. And uh, it, it seems really fun. And actually, the mistake that I, that I had here was I bought the decks already. You know, I've been like doing my, my fair share of the research. And the first time I played this was on an actual like casual tournament. And I only knew the actual mechanics on the spot. So I had a hard time playing in the tournament. And uh, I got some freebies too. But I also got some tips from like uh like the original players here in the ph but uh sadly that the play group uh cafe where we played closed already it was actually near my school but uh, i'm gonna have to look for a new uh play group and yeah that's how i played it so a difficulty rating i'd give it a four out of five it, it's fairly difficult but if you really put time and effort and you have like mentors or like people to consult with i'm pretty sure you're gonna get the hang of it and i think this has an online app if i'm not mistaken so yeah if you want to check out dragon ball super card game you're a dragon ball fan so feel free to check that out so the last two i want to discuss are probably these two are like the ones that made my life like <laughs> made my high school yeah, and the majority of my middle school. So the first, like the last two, so the last two obviously are Cardfight Vanguard and Magic the Gathering. So I'll save Magic the Gathering for last because that's another long story. But uh, I'll start with Cardfight Vanguard. So my career uh, for Cardfight Vanguard started from 2012 to 2015. And obviously how to win is by giving the opponent six cards, dealing the opponent six cards on their damage zone. So it's the reverse of, you know, Pokemon and Dragon Ball Super Card Game. So, obviously, I watched the anime, you know, ever since it began. I was really a big fan of the anime. And seeing, you know, the uniqueness of some decks, I really wanted to stray away from the trial decks and look really awesome in, like, tournaments. So I I fixed myself a Dark Irregulars deck because the whole Cardfight Vanguard game, you had to represent a clan through your deck, and I represented the Dark Irregulars clan. It was really, really different concept and it had a different mechanic uh, contrary to the usual you know play style of most trial decks in cfv and yeah i think i have won my fair share of games at school this was also a a, a uh, famous card game at school and i even just like pokemon i even bought cards from japan and i was really the first one like uh at my school to have the releases of some cards and like my classmates and friends were like whoa that's so cool how could you get that and then as time flew, and I think the anime shifted to a new season, and I think Cardfight, already, Cardfight Vanguard already had a G, the G zone. They also included this G zone in which you know you can summon. It's like the you. It's like the extra deck or the extra deck card in Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, you get to summon like higher power monsters or level or grade four uh, monsters. And ever since that uh, release came out, I was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> why <laughs> i was i was already contented with the one to like with the original you know play style so okay i was like okay fine let's keep on playing so I, I i kept on playing just just really trying to keep up with the meta but then i realized it was getting too like hard to keep up with because i got really used to the like original like playing form of vanguard and i just really didn't get why i had to include those 
the higher level cards and I just ended up losing and I guess it was just really hard for me to sustain it was just really hard for me to keep up and uh, yeah I had to stop I, I really didn't like it anymore so I, I, I'm trying to sell everything now I haven't I have retired from Vanguard I, I'm not updated with everything but uh, I'm really trying to sell my cards now because I don't know what to do about them and I hope like in Magic you know that Vanguard now has like a modern or legacy or vintage format because my cards are con- considered probably as vintage or <laughs> legacy right now. So I hope there, there are options for that. So, But overall difficulty rating, I'll give it about a 1 out of 5. Uh, it's really fairly easy because you just have to rank up your Vanguard. You just have to level it up from a grade 0 to a grade 1 to a grade 2 to a grade 3 now a grade 4. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, Lastly, I want to talk about Magic the Gathering. So I mentioned earlier on, you know, that uh, my Magic the Gathering career started when I was young. And, you know, our seniors, our teachers, they were the ones who, like, gave random cards to us. And I guess it stuck with me. And I officially began, like, 2012. That was the Dark Ascension pack or the Dark Ascension block. I think that was the Innistrad block. Yeah, the Dark Ascension set in the Innistrad block. And again, simple card game. All you have to do is to drain the opponent's life to 20, from 20 to 0. Or you have other win cons. And all the other trading card games that I mentioned, again, aside from you dealing the normal like um, winning pattern, there's obviously some cards that have alternate winning conditions or an alternate win con. So you, you, should, you can check that out. So I've loved MDG ever since I started it. And I'm really thankful to the teachers and the seniors who gave me random cards and uh, to get specific, though, I play a good amount of Modern, and I am getting good reviews about EDH, so I'll check out EDH soon, but I really play Modern a lot. I am uh, I play The Living End, but I am currently building my Tron because I get irritated whenever I play with Tron players, so you know what they say? If you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> and uh, the fondest memory that I have with like MTG was that I got into, like, FNMs and um, pre-releases, even if I was younger than 13, because off the bat, like the packs from MTG obviously stay, stay there that 13 plus. So you need to be 13 years or older. But I started playing when I was like 10 or 11. And uh, surprisingly, they, they let me in. And my, when my, my, how do you call it again? The, the DIC? I, I forgot the, 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 I forgot the name of the, the, the number they ask of you whenever you join like tournaments but yeah my card my id number for that is like fairly old already and i have to go get a new one i guess and i've really met a lot of people thanks to mtg and one big contribution of mtg to my life was really helping me with like english (laughs) i mean english isn't my first language and uh, i learned a lot of new words thanks to mtg fix my grammar my spelling and Overall, you know, these card games that I gave you guys just really helped a lot with how I process things and how I like deal with things. And uh, yeah, so before I move on to, you know, like wrapping this all discussion all up, the difficulty rating I'll give for Magic the Gathering is just simply three out of five. Uh, it's, it's really fun. It's really easy to start with. Again, you just need mana to cast creatures or the land. You just need land to cast creatures. But it gets complicated when you start dealing with... Um, certain cards that are like uh that require the stack or that require 
certain like combos that require certain you know parameters for it to be fulfilled so you'll you'll get the hang of it it's really fairly easy so yeah that's it so in conclusion the summary or like the cards that i played you know like since i was younger <laughs> uh was uh were the following magic the gathering card fight vanguard dragon ball super card game Yu-Gi-Oh, future card buddy fight Vage Wars, pokemon card game force of will and Keyforge. So, you know, if you have the time or if you want to start a new hobby, uh, feel free to check these uh, nine uh, wonderful card games that I got into. Some may be hard, some may be easy for you. But again, it's all subjective. And uh, overall, I'm pretty sure you're going to have a nice time. You know, you're going to meet new people. You're going to start exploring new things. You're going to learn more about uh, the world of trading card games and collecting card games. And now... I want to take this time actually with, to tell you guys about the lessons or where am I at right now uh, with these trading card games. So off the bat, I can't sustain, you know, both of the card games uh, that I wanted to play because as time passes, they're really expensive. And I remember seeing this meme before about how like Magic the Gathering players just waste their time and money on cardboard. And it kind of hit me. <laughs> it kind of hit me a lot. But then I was like, nah, I don't care. I mean, I'm happy and, and, I, and I, I love playing MTG. So go ahead, just keep playing. And I mainly play MTG now, but I also play uh, Dragon Ball Super Card Game when I can. And I'm slowly getting into Yu-Gi-Oh! Full-time. This is going to be full-time, yeah. And, and the other six, I'm not going to revisit them, I guess. It's too hard to sustain again. And I'm just really waiting for someone to get my Cardfight Vanguard collection because I'm pretty sure it's not worth a lot anymore. <laughs> and... Some lessons that I really got were really about, you know, the value of money and how, like, business is a thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I really wasn't, like, financially literate. But, like, thanks to, like, these card games, I get to know how to bargain. I get to know, like, the, like the, the median for, like, how to set the price, you know, if the price is too high or too low or whatever. And, and I get to interact with people. I get to meet new people from different walks of life. And uh, one time, funny story, I was confined in the, hos- in the local hospital and... Uh, one of my nurses was a magic player and, and it was really fun. And uh, I, I don't remember us playing, but I remember he was the first one to tell me that Magic the Gathering had a turn zero deck or you win before, even before the game starts. And uh, yeah, shout out to that nurse if you're listening. <laughs> and I also am really grateful for this hobby, this trading card game hobby, because it really helped me with, you know, my critical thinking and problem solving skills. Because overall, you know, we don't really see it that much, but like games really help us, you know, understanding ourselves more and really helps us with like th- those soft skills that we just don't really know that we are actually capable of learning like through games. So yeah, all I'm trying to say is don't underestimate the power of trading card games and even video games. Uh, I'll have an episode soon on video games, but I just had one uh, with, with Mortal Kombat. So yeah. That's it, dear friends, for my discussion for today. Uh, that, that about wrap, wraps it up. It's plain and simple. I just really wanted to share my love for uh, trading card games, this wonderful hobby of mine. So I guess that's it. We'll move on to the closing of today's episode. All right, dear friends, that was our Warrior Dance. And you know what time it is? We come to a close. So thank you so much for sharing your time with me today at the BBAC podcast. And I hope, you know, you had a great time. And, you know, my, my purpose of sharing my, you know, trading card games experience is just for you to really, you know, look look into your passions. You know, look into the, ho- the hobbies that you like. Because, you know, 
when times are rough, these are the really things that, you know, aside from your friends, your family, your hobbies are really the ones that are your pick-me-ups. And uh, I do hope you take some time off every now and then from all the work that you do to, you know, play with your play, you know, play, play cards, you know, play your hobbies and those types of things and uh yeah i have more hobbies to share with you so uh, i hope you know you get to support and you know listen to my stories here at the bdac podcast and yeah that's it so dear friend thank you so much again for sharing your time with me see you again next week and i hope you're excited as i am for season two so if today wasn't good enough always remember that tomorrow will be great as long as you believe that better days are coming ahead this has been the bdac podcast episode 17 thank you and see you Bye-bye. And you have just listened to the BDAC podcast. Thank you for sharing your time with me in today's episode. Looking forward to hearing from you on our next episode. Never forget that better days are coming ahead. Thank you so much. See you soon.